Let's go. Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's on the lift, Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Yeah, it's podcast time, all right. Of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff. It's nap time is what it should be. At your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only... Johnny Boy. Oh! Oh, yeah. Yeah! My little baby boy. Full baby stick of butter. Boy. Womack style. Womack Cliffy. style. Cliffy I love boy. Toggling your balls. Huh. What up, dudes? Toggling your balls. I can't, I can't believe it, man. Yeah, yeah, that I can't believe either. Cliffy's, this is like going on two years now. He's just nonstop. Perpetual ball toggling coming from somewhere between Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Hilton Head Island. It's just a trail of ball toggling like nothing you've ever seen before. This, this, I promise you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good podcast. Uh, it's going to be a rushed podcast because we're going to the movies, so I'm going to talk like this the whole time, and then if you put it on the Times 2, if you play it on your iPod and you play it like this, it's going to sound like this, but even faster, so I'm going to talk like this because I got to get through everything I need to get through. Not really. I don't have anything to get through, but I am on a bit of a time crunch, and as you can tell, maybe you can tell, this is the third time. Dude, this is the third time in, like, two months. What is this, February? One, two months ago was the middle of December. Okay, three months. God damn it! Three colds in three what, three months? Yeah, three colds in three months. The fuck? What's happening to me? I know what's happening. I didn't get sick once last year, so I don't know. I thought for sure, like the fact that I'm not taking public transportation anymore. I had two two years of just some of the worst cold when I started taking public transit MBTA style not Womack style I wish I was taking public transportation Womack style but I was taking MBTA style Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority trains buses more trains oh man I just think about the times that I had all those times putting my hand on those disgusting straps or poles in the on the T and what was on there? Oh, man. Makes uh, coronavirus look like a sniffly nose, probably. Anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, here I am. I got another cold. I, I can't believe it, dude. I had one in November, and it sucked. Not that there's, like, a good non-sucky cold. I had one over, yeah, Christmas Day. Woke up with, with a sore throat and a cold that lasted for two or three weeks. Then the wife, then the kids. And that's what you do. You spend the winter locked inside, just bouncing cold germs back and forth to each other. It's the worst game of ping pong ever. <laughs> but this seems to be this seems to be the mildest of the colds that I've had. And I'm, you know, I just keep loading myself up with uh, 
with various placebos that I can trick myself into believing are actually doing something to help me get better. I just, I take that Zarbies, man. I take that Zarbies before bed. It's like Zarbies is mostly for children, but there's an adult version of it you can get. It's just like, you know, it's a natural thing and it's got that elderberry bullshit. It's got some melatonin in it so you can take it before bed. So I put a little powder in a glass of water and uh, right before bed stir it up. It tastes actually pretty decent. I mean, considering what it is, this, you know, garbage cold medication, it's, it's almost like a nice, it's like a nice refreshing fruit juice, citrusy. Uh, I chomp down on those, uh, those fruit slices, the zinc immune booster bullshit. Uh, what do you call it? You know, airborne. I take some, I take some Zarbi's cough medication. Uh, you know, it all seems to do the trick. And of course now I just have, uh, now I just have, uh, a horrendous headache. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> but I didn't do it last week, so I feel like eh. the the douchebags are going to want a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love I love I've mentioned this every time. I love each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I, so I got this cold, but. Uh, I don't feel I don't feel coronavirusy yet, so I think I think I'm in the clear on the corona, the coronavirus. So that's nice. I'll tell you what I wouldn't want to be doing right now is going on a fucking cruise ship. Well, for me, I wouldn't want to be going on a cruise ship anytime, anywhere, any place. Like my my life goal is to never go on a cruise ship ever. I mean, the, like maybe I'm trying to think if there's. If there's an exception to that rule, and I cannot think of one, I mean, I just think of how dreadful. I've never been on one. I don't want to go on one. And there's a number of reasons. I mean, before any of the corona bullshit, yeah, I mean, that's one of them. You're going to get, you know, especially in the middle of winter, you go on one of these cruises, and then you're going to get just like, you're going to get locked out of like every port because they're going to say, no, get your coronavirus Ebola ass boat away from our fair city good sirs and madams <clears throat> so but but illness and disease notwithstanding i mean you think about it i mean a being out in the middle being out in the open water away from any any cities any land mass any kind of civilization i don't have a problem with that per se you know as far as like I guess, like, if some, if I had if I had a private yacht, I wouldn't give a shit if I was in the middle of the ocean. You know, if it's fully stocked and it's just me and a handful, you know, family and some people that I would want to be on the on the yacht with me, a private yacht. Okay, I can do that. Being on a giant cruise ship in the middle of the ocean, you got people. Yeah, I mean, you're just locked in there with these people. With their germs, that's bad enough. And then you got, you know, the boat might start, you know, you got rough waters, might start rocking back and forth. Then you're like, then you're like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank. You're trying to like get back to your room and there's people like puking (laughs) from the seasickness. I would imagine anyways, they're just rocking back and forth and they're vomiting all over. And so you're dodging their puke. There's just pukey Charles everywhere. And I imagine that's what a cruise ship would be like. And then let's say it's the cleanest thing on earth. You don't see anybody yakking all over the place. Nobody's sick. No coronavirus. No Ebola. No nothing. 
everybody's healthy. It's a nice, healthy time. And all these amenities and shows and food and all the bullshit that you can do on there. The, the very notion of every single night having to go sit at a table eating buffet-style food with a bunch of fucking strangers. Oh, but they become your friends by the end of the... No, no, they do not. Because I will not allow that. And I don't want to sit down with some fucking asshole who I don't know. Where are you from, pal? Oh, hey, yeah, I'm from Orlando. I'm from Chicago. What about... Oh, Seattle. I've been there on business before. Oh, interesting. Oh, fuck off. I don't want to. I don't want to go on a vacation to have to like socialize with strangers. It's bad enough when that happens at a hotel, but at least you can like you can escape. Yeah, okay, maybe you're at the same hotel, but you can like you can drive away from the hotel. You can get off campus and go someplace and get away from these people. You're on a cruise ship. I don't care how fucking huge the cruise ship is. You're stuck with these same assholes, and they're saying the same thing about me. And these, I, I, like, cruise people are, like, to me, the kind of people that want to go and meet and sit and sit at a dinner table and, like, oh, oh the seat's 20 at our table. We're going to make so many new friends on this vacation. <laughs> and to me, that's, like, that is, like, a, just my idea of a nightmare. You're locked in this fucking quarantine zone with all these corona motherfuckers who want to be your friends sitting at this buffet every day and every day you just sit with the same people every day oh my there's my kids they've been silent they have been quietly sitting and doing all kinds of things all goddamn morning i swear to christ as soon as i sit down to do this mm. i'm so aggravated with everybody I'm aggravated with cruise ship people. I'm aggravated with my children screaming. Hey, Dad's gonna go do a podcast. Ah, that's my pro. That's my. It's my mistake. I say that I should just get up and leave. Motherfuckers. <sighs> anyway, I just I can't imagine just being on a humongous boat with the same fucking assholes. And then you've got. Uh, I was watching AEW Wrestling uh, a few weeks ago. Chris Jericho does, every year he does this like wrestle cruise before there was even an AEW wrestling organization. Organization And wrestling fans, you buy tickets, you buy, you know, passage on the cruise ship and they've got like wrestling rings set up and they've got a stage set up and they have various guests, different wrestlers go on the cruise and you can, you can get, you know, autograph sessions and meet and greets and you can hear, you know, Chris Jericho talk to other wrestlers about, I was just listening to his podcast and he talked to Eric Bischoff and Scott Hall and Diamond Dallas Page about, ah, there we go. Through the magic of editing, I have silenced my children. <laughs> oh my god. I stopped the recording to yell at them. I'm yelling, guys, guys! No response. So I get up and like, like, hey, did you not hear me yelling? No, Dad, we didn't because we thought you were just yelling at the computer like you normally do. And we were also being really loud so we didn't hear everything you said. Like, yeah, exactly. And I said, have fun and shut up. Because it's podcast time. And and I've got like, got like 20 minutes. Mm. Anyway, back to the cruise ship thing. Yeah, I just, that whole notion of seeing the same people on this cruise 
and then like the the expectation that you're going to be like cruise buddies with these people. I don't want to make friends on a vacation, on a cruise, uh, anywhere. Quite frankly, like I've got enough. Like I'll I'll make friends through work, you know. Got the new job, starting to you know make friends there, and that's that's cool. That's fine. Um, because we're all kind of like. That's that's one of those things where like nobody wants to be there, so you make the best of it and you become friends, or you know in some way, shape, or form, and you make that connection. And on a on a vacation, it's like I want to be here, and I've I've deliberately gone out of my way to take the people here, like my family, and or friends that I want to be with on this vacation. So why would I want to be with you, total strangers sitting with me at the dinner table? Wearing a fucking sport coat over a short sleeve polo shirt and khaki pants, you asshole. They're still doing it. Those fucking kids of mine. Yeah, Dad, we'll be quiet. Ha 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 Unreal, man. I'm just so aggravated. My head is splitting. I feel sick. And I'm and it's a race against time. It's a race against Jumanji 2, which we're going to see. And so, so this is it. This is my time crunch. I'm on a Jumanji 2. Listen to these fuckers. Uh. How's everybody? How are you out there? Everybody good? Having a good week? Having a great time? Yeah, good for you. What are you on? A nice cruise somewhere? Good luck. You're not going to survive it, I'm sure. Hopefully this, hopefully my words will be the last you hear. You're on a cruise right now? Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, man. My parents used to go on cruises, and they would tell me about it. They would come home, I'd pick them up from the airport, and they would tell me about these cruises. Oh, Johnny, you gotta go. You gotta go on the cruise. You'll love the cruise. And they're telling me about it. I'm like, nothing, nothing that you are describing to me sounds remotely fun and interesting. Oh, we made so many friends. Well, stop right there. I am not interested in that. I don't want to make friends on a cruise or on any vacation. I have handpicked the people that I want to be with me on the vacation for that purpose. And there's no more room at the inn for any new friends. I've got a lot of great friends, and I love them all. And that's good enough. <clears throat> I'm, all, I'm all booked up. Oh, I just can't even, I can't even imagine... So now, and the only reason I bring this up just because now you you throw in this coronavirus on top of it, because all like I just keep seeing news articles of the coronavirus ships that don't even have traces of coronavirus are being denied access to these ports because they don't want to take that chance. Well, you say you don't have coronavirus, but do we really know that for sure? Tell you what, you stay on your boat, find somewhere else to go, fuck off. And will remain coronavirus free for the time being. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm like, I don't know what's worse. Having to befriend some asshole at the buffet or having the coronavirus. If you give me the option, I, I, I honestly need a day or two to think about which one I'd rather have. You can choose one. Uh, health and new friends at the buffet table or uh, no new friends... You get to stay in bed all day, but hey, sorry, you have the coronavirus. You might die. I got to weigh those uh, for for a bit. Who am I kidding? I don't have to, Give me the coronavirus. I don't have to weigh anything. I know exactly. We all know exactly what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the coronavirus over having to befriend some fuck at the dinner table. 
on a cruise ship and you can never escape them. Oh, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. They should do something, though, like... Maybe they do this, like on a cruise ship. You should have to answer... Almost like you're going on to one of those, like, dating... Uh, not like the dating sites where you just, you know, like... They're just trying to hook up, but, like, the long-term, I want to meet my soulmate. I don't know if that's, like, a match.com. I think would be, you know... They should have you fill out a questionnaire... As, as lengthy as the ones that you have to fill out for those love connection sites, uh, answer every, every single thing about you, the innermost details, the innermost thoughts deep within your soul. And then they can, the cruise ships can match you with people at the, at the table based on that. Like, I, I don't know. That still sucks. That still sounds awful. I have just no interest. God Sitting at a table with these fuckers, these bums. Uh, so yeah, you'll never see me on a cruise ship of any kind. Oh man, never, never, never. It's not gonna happen. Not ever. As I've, as I told my parents many times, Johnny, you gotta, oh, you, you'd love the cruise. You gotta go on the cruise. You get to meet new people. <laughs> Eat the buffet food. Like, that just... I don't know. How about I just... Uh, I look at a picture of the ocean, and I go to the Golden Corral, and I think I'll be just as happy with either of those, which is to say I will be uh, just severely depressed. They both they both make me severely depressed, the thought of the cruise, just as much as the thought of the Golden Corral, or the old country buffet, whatever the fuck those places are. Uh, on that note, you know, like we got to, uh, we got to eliminate the handshake. We really just, we're so fucking primitive with this handshake. I'm so, I'm so goddamn tired of shaking hands. I'm so fucking tired of it. It's just like, it's such an unnecessary, stupid, idiotic, dated thing. And like the fist bump, you know, for friends and stuff, that's cool. Like the fist bump's good. Um, but you know, I, I get it. Like if you're a business, a business person, yeah, there, you can't like just fist bump, you know, the CEO of the place you work. I mean, maybe you can, if you're, you know, work for one of those fucking touchy feely, uh, hipster type places. One of the, one of those things where the kids work with those startup type things with the, with the Lindor skate parks and the nap pods. I guess you can fist bump all day long. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I sound like a 90-year-old. Uh, but, you know, uh, you still there's still an expectation of a handshake. And uh, this new position I'm in, I'm, I have to, like, drive around and I have to, I'm, I, I'm, like, talking to a lot of different people. That's, you know, doesn't matter why, doesn't matter. But I have to, I have to talk to different, like, business owners within the company and uh, blah, 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 blah. And I have, I'm pleasantly surprised at how well I've been able to avoid, like, when I'm meeting these people for the first time, I've been able to completely avoid handshakes. Um, still, still a couple slip past the goalie and then, and then that's it. And then for the rest of the time, for the rest of our interaction, I'm, that's all I'm thinking of is where can I get to the, the sink, get to some soap, get to some hand sanitizer. Oh man. So yeah, we gotta, we gotta get rid of the, the handshake. Just to, just a bow. How about the you know the Japanese have it figured out, man? They've they've had this for quite some time. 
there's nothing. I mean, that's that's as ancient as it gets. I mean, that predates the handshake by centuries and centuries, I would imagine. So, hey, they already figured it out. We fucked it up by putting together this stupid like touching of the hands. Ah, let me let me embrace your palm with mine. Let's will they'll rub together. There'll be some friction, whatever fucking snot and boogers uh, you've collected on your hand will interact with the ones on mine and they will rub into each other and I'll take a little piece of you with me and you can take a little piece of me with me and then boom, coronavirus, you're dead. Um, which I imagine, I'll bet on a cruise there's probably a lot of that like, uh, and if you get to the dinner, if you get to the buffet late and everybody's already at the table and you're sitting down and oh hey pal, oh, looks like you're Looks like you're our our final dinner guest. We've been waiting for you. Hey, I'm Bob. I'm f- I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> hey, and I'm Ed. I'm from Houston, Texas. Oh, kill me. Give me the coronavirus. Does anyone here have coronavirus? And can I lick you? <laughs> to get out of this. Uh, but yeah, the bow. Japanese bow. You know what? That'd be great. Going for a job interview. Hey, I'm John. Nice to meet you. Huh? That's me. I'm bowing. Huh? I'm bowing to the other interviewer. Oh, yeah. You're the hiring manager. I'm John. Hey, nice to meet you. Oh, you're the, you're the chief technology. Ah, nice to meet. Ah, nice to meet you. You're the project manager. Nice to meet you. Huh? I'm bowing. This is me bowing. You can hopefully you can. Uh, it's theater of the mind. Picture me bowing. Although on the other hand, Johnny Boy bows to no one. So I guess we do have a we we have a problem still. I'm not I'm not bowing to somebody like a fucking just maybe we just get nothing. We don't need a fist but I don't need to physically touch you to prove that like we have a friendship or a business partnership or anything like that, you know? Like how about a wave? Hi. Nice to meet you. I'll wait uh, just uh, we don't have to touch each other. We don't have to we don't have to do any of this stuff. Oh, hey, John, I'm Carl. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. This is my 15th cruise. Uh, does anyone uh, does anyone on the ship have Ebola? And can, can I drink your saliva? Oh, man. That reminds me of this fucking dickhead I once worked with. And he was a dickhead. Oh, my first day on this one particular job. First day in North Carolina. And this guy came out to, I had just gotten there. I was I told to be there at 1130, which was a stupid thing. But anyway, uh, so my first day started at 1130. And my kind of sort of manager and uh, and this other dude, we went out to lunch. I got there and it came down and like, hey, we're going to lunch. Let's go to lunch. I'm like, okay, let's go to lunch. This fucking dope. He's carrying on about like, oh my God, women's roles and men's and his son. I'm going to teach my son Jeffries at college, and he knows not to not to pursue women. Let the women pursue him, so that way they have the expectation of when marriage finally comes that they will be the ones doing the. the oh my God! This imbecile. I sat there staring at him. I'm like, what? What the fuck is he talking about? This backwards ass, Bible thumping motherfucker. Oh my God, he was the biggest moron. And then the great thing, you know, he's talking about how, yeah, 
the women are the man is in charge. He's the head of the household. He's the boss and the marriage and this and that. And he's just carrying on. And I'm thinking like, oh, I can't, I'd like to slap the guy, but it is my first day. I'd also like to keep this job. But then of course, come to find out everybody thinks he's a fucking moron. So like, I probably would have done myself a, a lot of favors, a lot of good by slapping the taste out of this guy's mouth. Um, anyway, so this son of a bitch, the men are the boss, the men are in charge. Then I come to find out, he was telling me about all the cruises, and of course he goes on cruises, because he's got the intelligence of somebody who would go on a cruise, and so he's telling me, later on, I had to I had to work closely with him, unfortunately, uh, but luckily they, you know, they got him, they brought me in to, to essentially replace him, and, and several other people, um, because he had like four dopes doing the work of one person. And you only needed one dope to do that job, and that dope was me. So they got rid of this dope. But during the time he was there, you know, we, we would meet up. He would show me the, the process that he was doing, this and that. And, of course, he's so stupid, he doesn't even realize that I'm, like, he's training me so I can just, like, take his job. And he's just such an imbecile that he has absolutely no idea what's going on. So, um... But then he then he's telling me, you know, during during the course of the, this whole onboarding and training, uh, you know how women are, you know, they're the, they're to obey the master of the house, which is the, the man, and uh, I'm like, boy, you are a real special case. And then uh, of course, during all of this, without you know, I mean, he's not aware that he's he's training me to take his job, so he's also not aware of what a fucking stupid prick he is uh and the irony is completely lost on him because then he's telling me about the cruises that they go on and how his wife insists that every day she has to select she pre-plans their outfits for every day of the cruise like months in advance and it's all color coordinated so like on a monday they're both going to wear something that has you know all these shades of purple and then the next day is orange and then green, and she selects all the outfits, and he, like a fucking sap, like a stupid simpleton jackass, goes along with everything that she does. Because, you know, the man is in charge of the of the marriage, which is why uh, she picks out idiotic clothes, and they color coordinate together. This is exactly what I mean. This is exactly what I picture on a cruise, even before I met this stupid fucking backwoods hillbilly jackass. Bible thumping dummy. Even before I met this guy, this is what I pictured being on a cruise ship, and then he only confirmed it to me. You, you color coordinated hillbilly, Carolina inbred. Oh, Jeffrey, my son Jeffrey, has learned the importance of not pursuing women. Yeah, I'm sure they're beating the door down to get to Jeffrey. If he's anything like his old man, oh my God, I pity, I pity the poor women who have had to interact with Jeffrey on any level. Oh, what fun, what a fun husband and father-in-law. Jeffrey knows how, it, Jeffrey knows the score. He's, he's just, I've instructed him to sit home alone in his dorm and let the women come to him. So far, nobody has. But that's all part of the that's all part of the long game, uh, and I'm in charge of the marriage, and I'm in charge of this my son, so I know what's up. Uh, what's that, honey? We're wearing hot pink. 
Hot pink cargo shorts on day one of the cruise? Oh, anything you say, dear. See, you have to trick them into thinking that they're in charge. Oh, what a loser. What a fucking jerk. Anyway, so that's that's what you get on the cruise. You get the coronavirus, you get the buffet, you get the slobs at the buffet, want to be your friend. Hey, Carl from Akron, Ohio. This is my wife. This is my wife, Donna. <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm in sales. What line of work are you in? What line of work are you in? Oh, I've been to that city. Really? Yeah, lots of people have been to lots of cities. It really it doesn't mean we have a connection at all. Oh, Christ. Oh, you're from New York. Oh, Manhattan. Yep. Because the whole state is Midtown Manhattan, and that's where we're all from, stupid. Thanks for looking at a map. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's why. Because of fucking color coordination, uh, you know, these jackasses, the buffets, the coronavirus. You're never going to see me on a cruise. I'm really trying to phase out the handshake as much as possible. Uh, it's working, surprisingly. Um, but either, and either way, no matter what I do, here I am with my third cold of the season. So it doesn't matter. We're all fucked. We're all going to die. You hear that? We're all... We have... T- each and every one of us has two things in common. That's it. That's our, This is our... And this, this would be my only conversation if I were to get into a buffet, uh, you know, sit at the dinner table on a cruise... You know, and these, oh, I want to be your friend. Oh, you, where are you? Oh, you live in New Hampshire? I went there once. Great. Well, now we're best friends. You've been to my state once. Oh, that's unbelievable. We, how have we not been best buddies before this? I should just stand out on the highway and wave at all the people with out-of-state plates and be like, hey, we're, we have something in common. You're, you're in the state that I live in. Let's be friends. You should just wave to them on the highway. No, but what I would do is I would sit down and I would say, hey, listen, gang, I don't know where you're from. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I don't know what line of work you're in. I don't give a shit. Um, just like you don't give a shit about mine and I don't give a shit about telling you about anything about me. But here's the two things we all have in common. One, nobody chose to be here. And I don't mean the cruise. I mean here. The much bigger here. None of us had a say in that matter. We just bloop, popped out. Here we are. None of us chose that. And also... We're all going to die. Nobody chose to be here. We're all going to die. I'm John. I'm from Nashua. <laughs> how, how are the ribs? How are the barbecue ribs? Uh, and where can I get a little... Uh, where, where can I get a little <laughs> touch of that coronavirus? Because I could really use it right now on this cruise ship. All right. Stick around. I don't have much time. I really don't. Oh, my God. Coronavirus. The Oscars. I I have down here an Oscars recap. I'm not going to recap the Oscars. Thread in the Needle's Eye. Child of the Parish. That's what we're listening to right now. I'll let it play. Or maybe not. Um, I had five Oscar picks correct. 
I don't know where my notebook is. Who cares? But wow, Parasite. See, I picked I picked like Marriage Story because I thought you know the Oscars are really good. You know, Oscars so white, and they're really good at picking like crap. Like remember that movie Traffic? Two thousand five, two thousand six. What a piece of shit that movie was, and that won all the awards. And it was garbage. It was a crap ass movie. It really was. I fucking hated that movie. So boring. So stupid. Anyway, but Parasite. Wow, Parasite won a bunch of shit. Good for Parasite. I, I'm not having an orgasm over Parasite like a lot of people are. I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. It was really good. But, yeah, you had a lot of good ones. I got nervous that the Irishman was going to win a bunch of stuff. I'm glad it didn't. You know, it's not... It's no masterpiece. It's very long, and it's good, and I enjoyed it. And I love seeing those guys, you know, De Niro, Pesci, Pacino, you know, all those guys. Good stuff. Even, you know, watching them try to look, make De Niro look like he's 30 years old, but it's still Robert De Niro, who's, uh, you know, what, 75, 80 years old. I'm just a youngster hobbling down the street like 30-year-olds do. Anyway. So, yeah, good for Parasite. That's cool. That's nice. All right, I'm going to fade this out. All right, so there it is. There's my Oscars recap. I don't have time. All right, coronavirus, eliminate the handshake. Uh, snowy commute, roads closed, sounding board theater. Yeah, I'm so pissed. I should... What I have to do from now on, I had, this, I had a great sounding board theater lined up, and then what happens is these fuckers, they ask a stupid question or they say something stupid, and then there's... Within minutes, there's like 200 comments just shitting, shitting on them. Half of them are shitting on the original poster. The other half are shitting on the people who are shitting on the original poster. Rinse and repeat every time. But there was some, oh, there was some great stuff in there. But it was too much to take. Sometimes I take screenshots. This one just, there's so many comments. I could, I'm like, I can't take screenshots of this. I'm never gonna get that organized. I'm never, you know. <clears throat> So I just, you know, I use the the save feature on Facebook and I save it. I have a folder within Facebook called Sounding Board Theater and I save things in there for later. And then, of course, I went to open it up, do a little Sounding Board Theater and it was gone because the original poster deleted it because they probably felt like the idiot that they were. For It was a, it was a whole, I mean, people complain, you know, there's a snowy day and the schools are closed. Half of the people bitch that the schools are closed. Well, in my day, we... And then that's all you get. It's it's a whole bunch of, you know, it's a bunch of baby boomers talking about, in my day, they made me go to school and it was up to my eyeballs and we had to shovel our way to the school. And look at me, I have no formal education. And I spent my days in the sounding board theater, so clearly I turned out fine. Didn't see me having any no-snow days. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, so it's gone. I'm so bummed. There was there was gold. So what I've decided from now on, I'm just going to when I see something on on the sounding board, I'm gonna just hit record on my phone and I'm gonna just start reading. So I don't at least I can record it. I can do you know the voices and all that shit. So sorry, gang. No sounding board theater. I really really had hoped to have something today. Oh well, we'll all live right. We'll get over it. But yeah, the gist was uh, yeah a lot of people were pissed. People get pissed when there's school 
uh, when the school's canceled. Well, I gotta make plans. I gotta, you know, this is no fair. I rely, I depend on the teachers to babysit my children. Now I have to pay for a sitter. And then when school isn't closed, how dare you not? Have you seen the roads out there? How are we supposed to get the children to school? We're all going to die. So it's it's one of those, you know, it's complete, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. 100% of the time. 100% of the time, 50% of the people are going to be pissed at one person, and that's the superintendent. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want that job just based on the school closing shit alone. So, and then the people of Nashua never, they're never ones to, uh, to hold back on their frustration with anything and everything, and they are always angry, and they are going to go right to the sounding board, and they are going to sound off, and there's always, yeah, there's the, uh, we live in New England, get, I mean, well, yeah, well, that's the point, we live in New England, not Florida, so Florida kids are going to school today because there's no snow, I'm guessing, I'm guessing Fort Lauderdale probably doesn't have much snow on the ground right now, so the kids are going to go to school, Nashua, yeah, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, it's New England. We get ice, we get snow, it's cold, it's winter. And you know what? Maybe we've learned a thing or two over the years that like, hey, maybe going to school in a blizzard is not such a hot idea, so we'll close the school. You don't like it? You move. Get out of here. Move. <sighs> but then you'd go to you'd go to Fort La- you'd go to Florida and you complain that they have why is there school today? It's too hot. And then these are the people who you wind up sitting with on a cruise. Nice to meet you. I'm Charlie. I'm from, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Peabody, Massachusetts. And uh, I can't believe we had school on Thursday. There was an inch of snow on the ground. It was horrendous. It's unbelievable. <sighs> oh, shut up. Anyway, what else do I have to talk about? I don't, uh, nothing. Oh, you know what? I'm pretty pleased with myself. All these years of watching DuckTales. <coughs> yeah, listen, I got to I got to end this thing soon. I really do. I can't. We're going to the movies, but I also even if we weren't, like my this is not helping my cold at all. Uh, but I, I I meant to say this weeks ago. Oh yeah, the Super Bowl. Kansas City won. There we go. There's my NFL recap. I'm not even going to play the music. Kansas City. I believe I had that. Um and then, of course, uh, who really stole the show was Shakira, 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 and uh, and J Lo. There was actually somebody on Facebook. You know, I- I'm not going to dwell on the halftime show that was two weeks ago. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, I didn't. I I honestly didn't understand what was offensive. I didn't like. Uh, people were complaining. I went back and watched it a second time with the kid, like the kids, and the wife and I watched it a second time. Like, okay, it was fun. It was good. You know, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of, like, it's the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. Um, but it's up there. It's really, really good. Somebody, somebody wrote, is anyone else who has a daughter completely appalled? How do I explain this? And I'm like, I'm, I read that. I'm like, maybe there's something else going on. Like, is this? But then all, all the comments are regarding the Super Bowl the halftime show. And I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Explain what to your daughter? That fuckface from Maroon 5 pranced around topless for 20 minutes last year nobody said a goddamn thing and he sang his all his terrible songs nobody cared shakira and j-lo came out and sang songs that are almost 20 years old hey, 
Here's what you explain to your daughter. Hey, look at this. A 43-year-old and a 50-year-old woman completely stole the show. Nobody is talking about anything that happened on the field after halftime of that football game, the biggest football game of the year. And the only people, uh, the only thing anybody's talking about is a 43-year-old and a 50-year-old woman singing songs from like 2001, 2002, and earlier, making those songs still relevant, still popular, uh, dancing and, you know, still being at the top of their game in in middle age, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Let's see. Um, Then J-Lo has her kid out on stage singing and dancing like, I don't know, you know, if you, if you, it's not a bad way to make a living. That's what you tell your kids, I guess. They're, you know, (laughs) they make a ton of money singing songs that are 20 years old. And they got selected to do the Super Bowl halftime show, and everybody's talking about them for you know one reason or another. I don't know. Work really hard. Chore- do practice your choreographed dance moves, and uh, you know stay in shape, and you can still be doing like anything you want at the age of fifty. Where not that long ago, fifty was like old old people. Like the people in Cocoon were in their fifties, and then you know Wilfred Brimley looked like he was ninety back then. God damn. How do I explain this to my daughter? <laughs> and then somebody who was actually named Martha said, we changed channels during halftime because it was so disgusting. Oh, please. I clutched my pearls and said, oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. It's two women dancing. Oh, oh man. It was a high-energy entertaining halftime show with a lot of dancing it was it was appropriate for the location being in miami south florida you know get get over yourself you fucking fake outraged douchebag martha you know martha what do we tell our sunday school uh why don't you just stop what get rid of your tv that's my suggestion Oh, remember when, like, only a few people had internet? Like, just a handful. And it was usually, like, it was mostly, like, the smart people who knew how to do computer stuff. And so, eh. yeah, I, I vaguely remember it from, like, the mid-90s. It was a nice time. Oh, this this headache is just getting worse and worse. Uh, all right, let's see. Oh, that was what I want. Finally, after all these years of watching DuckTales... I never knew which one was Huey, which one was Dewey, and which one was Louie. And, of course, they, they have the new DuckTales that came out a couple of years ago. And, and watching that, I'm still trying because, like, I actually know, uh, you, you know, the actors. Uh, you know, it's John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. And, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on all their names. Uh, uh, from Saturday Night Live. I can't. Mo- Bobby Moynihan is one of them. And, uh, oh, from Community, you know, Abed kid who plays Abed. I can't think of his name. Jesus. My mind is just, I can't think of names of people that I used to easily be able to come up with. I think Ben Schwartz is John Ralphio. Yeah. Bobby Moynihan. Goddamn. Can't think of his name, but he's, he's Abed from community. That's Huey, Dewey and Louie. Not necessarily. Um, but the great episodes with, uh, with Della duck, you know, on the current DuckTales, And, and then it got me more confused because, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but because uh, I think Dewey 
was originally she had named Della Duck as Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mother, and she comes back from the moon. And it's one of the funny bits is that Dewey, I think, was was supposed to be his name was supposed to be Turbo. And uh, and then Donald renamed them all as Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and then they're super pissed because they had these great like names, these high octane names. Um, but I I was still mad because I'm like, you know what? Now I'm even more Turbo. Which one's the blue one? Was going to be Turbo, but he's Dewey. I'm like, so which one's Dewey? And then I thought like, oh Dewey, because he's blue. Dewey, Bluey. And then I said, well wait, but they're all they all rhyme with Bluey, so they could all be Bluey. So that didn't work. And I thought, like, okay, I figured out, like, okay, RBG, Huey, Dewey, and Louie is red, blue, green, in that order. If you're looking at Huey, he's Huey is red, uh, Dewey is blue, and Louie is green, RBG. And I thought, hey, that's the initials of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So now in my head, when I'm looking at those three ducks, I can say, okay, which one's Huey, Huey Dewey, Louie, RBG? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Huey Dewey, RVG. Huey, that's the red one. I mean, that's Huey. Great. So after like 25 years, uh, 30 years, what are we talking about? 30 years of watching DuckTales. And even before DuckTales, you know, watching cartoons with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. So really my whole life of not knowing which one's Huey, which one's Dewey, and which one's Louie. And now I know because I go RBG, Huey, Dewey, Louie, red, blue, green, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. I got to get out of here. Welcome back to the Birthday Boy Podcast. This is The Feather with Sister coming at you. On the birthday boy podcast. All right, let's figure it out. Yeah. All right. Cars at the Y. Yeah, I went to the Y last Saturday. Did the same thing. There were cars parked illegally. I ratted them out. But I was so pissed because I got the, uh, you know, the thing comes over the intercom. And it's just, the previous time, it was asking, you know, saying, your cars are going to be towed. And I was so happy, like, yeah, they're going to tow those fuckers. You know, in the previous podcast, I talked about these cars illegally parked at the YMCA. It drives me nuts. So I go in and I go right to the front desk and I politely say, like, hey, you got some cars, you know, parked where they shouldn't be. And then a few minutes later, there's an announcement on the loudspeaker. And last Saturday was the same. But last Saturday, I'm like, I'm sitting there. Let's see. Do I have this? Yeah, hold on. Let me... Let me kill this. Kill this music. Let's see. This is, it doesn't sound so great here. And she's reading all the numbers, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, here we go. She's going to tow him again, baby. Get him out of here. I mean, I stop my exercise so I can deliberately go stand. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And I like that she's saying that she's like, you know, 
she's obviously as angry as I am. This isn't like some, you know, they're, you know, I tend to wonder, like, are they going to be more annoyed with me because they don't give a shit where people are parked? But then they're, they're just as angry as I am. Yeah. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. But yeah, have a good night. Um, so I thought, like, cool, cool. She's Here comes the announcement. They're going to tow him, just like last time. And then, as you heard, she's going through the license. Here's your car, your you know Honda's parts. And then it's just like, uh, move your please move your car. So, of course, when I left the Y, there was still at least one car was still parked in the same spot. It was the same car that she read the license plate. It was just too cold. I, I should have. I was almost gonna go if I didn't have like the kid with me and all this stuff. I was gonna go back inside and be like, uh, "Excuse me, the car is still there. Don't you care about? <laughs> don't you care about anything?" Uh, but it still makes me feel good, you know. And then I got into an argument with my cousin, who was saying like, "That's not your job." I'm like, "Well, whose job is it? The people who work at the Y." I'm like, "They've got a bunch of shit going on." If I worked there, frankly, I would appreciate if somebody... I'd be annoyed. Let's face it. I would definitely be annoyed if it was the same guy over and over again, like, with pictures of cars illegally parked. But I'd still be pissed. And I said, well, so who should... You know, like, so I shouldn't... I should just walk past these illegally parked cars and say nothing? She's like, yeah. I'm like, what? I can't do that. You just, so you're just going to let people get away with this shit? You just... Oh, I don't care. And then I said, well, if you saw... If you saw... <laughs> She's like, it's not your job. That's not your job. I'm like, I'm a member. I pay money to go to the Y, and I and I park in a designated parking spot, and these people aren't. So I'm going. I'm angry. She's like, oh, does it say in your membership contract that you uh, that you have the right to to rat them out? I'm like, rat the whose side are you on? So you're like, you're you're more you're more angry that I'm telling on people or tattling, as you like to say, for people parking illegally. And then for the people parking illegally, I'm like, you're, I'm like, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. I'm like, you see an old lady getting mugged. Well, you're going to call the police or say, oh, you know what? It's not really crime fighting. Isn't my job. So I'll let the police take care of it. Even though my job is to my duty as a citizen is to call the police and tell them about some, some kind of activity that I see. Just like my job is to park at the YMCA and be a good Samaritan it's not like I'm getting paid for it. There's no there's no written agreement that says I need to turn people into the parking lot. It's just called being a human being, a decent human being. And I go inside and I tell and I say, hey, these people are parked where they shouldn't be. There's kids all in families walk into their cars and they're obstructing the view. They're, you know, hey, hello, get these cars out of here. And then and then they're gone. So that's it. I'm not like trying. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be like some fucking guy. I'm not I'm not actually trying to be Batman of the parking lot. I just see stupid, shitty things. And I try to make it go away. I said, so you wouldn't like call the police? I'm like, well, that's different. And then she said, well, I'm like, it's not different. I said, you're you're saying it's the YMCA's job. Like they they don't have time to go police the parking lot. I'm doing them a favor. Just like the police don't have time to go around. Just like you you think that's all they do is they just go around finding crimes? People could. That's why nine one one exists. You call and you tell them about things that are happening. That's like, that's just part of being a citizen. We're all in this together. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a rat. I'm a tattletale. You know, if there was like a policy, you know, they have a policy that says like no, uh, you know, sneakers on the track only. You know, it doesn't say anything about wheels either. Uh, but, you know, 
I, I vented about the wheelchairs uh, on the podcast. I didn't go down. I'm not going to go downstairs and be like, uh, excuse me, there's a wheelchair on the track. Uh, those aren't sneakers, are they? Oh, my God. All right. I've had enough. I got to really get out of here. Um, yeah, I, I have more to talk about, you know, but, oh, yeah, I was going to talk about the X, XFL. I'm enjoying the XFL so far. You know, the games aren't the greatest. You know, it's not like watching the NFL, but uh, it's better than the first go around. I remember how trashy the XFL was. Plus, you have, like, Vince McMahon out there pretending it's Monday Night Raw. You had, like, The Undertaker and Stone Cold and The Rock were on the... Back in 2001, I'm talking, the original XFL. And it's like, oh, man. And you've got, like, Jesse the Body Ventura doing comedy. I mean, it just felt it felt like wrestling. So, like, wrestling fans don't want to watch this. They want to just watch wrestling. And football fans don't want to watch this either because they just want to watch football. So that's where Vince got it wrong. He mixed up... He combined the two entities too much. And... It was also real trashy with like, oh, oh, the football players are going to try to, they're going to try to bang the cheerleaders. <laughs> it was really trashy. It was, I mean, some cool stuff came out of it, but it was mostly just garbage. And uh, so far, you know, you've got a better presentation. You've got some legitimacy with like Kurt Menefee and, you know, a lot of these guys from ESPN and Fox. And the fact that these games are on ESPN and Fox and ABC like it's you know it's adding a lot of legitimacy to it I hope it sticks around I hope it's a good long term alternative to when the NFL season ends and you can check out you know a different a different football game uh, but yeah it's you know it's more professional better presentation and the best thing is there's no zero crossover with WWE not even Vince McMahon himself has appeared on television with the F- XFL and that's probably the best idea that he's had as far as getting the XFL to be taken seriously. Because people see Vince McMahon and they think like, you know, they think of the, the character from wrestling, whether they're fans or not. You know, his character is like a, a jackass. It's over-the-top nonsense. So, good good call by Vince McMahon, not putting Vince McMahon on television the XFL. All right, I got to go. We got to go to the movies. I'm out of here, and I got to get rid of this cold. Talk to you next week. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, give five-star reviews. Tell your friends. Uh, whatever. Do all that stuff. And thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it, as always. Okay. Uh, positivity is stupid. <laughs> Kindness matters. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Talk to you next week. Later, Gators. Gators.